good football fans welcome back to the four than a mile podcast alongside my good friends brady and bradley jeremy my name is josh we appreciate you all tuning in so the week before the championship games and then the super bowl it's always kind of annoying because there's all this great football and then there's just this silence like it's the calm before the storm uh what are you talking about the pro bowl i was just gonna say did you guys enjoy the pro bowl Oh, no. oh god no. i don't know if i've ever watched a uh, pro bowl game before like start to finish i don't think i've ever done so no i haven't watched one start to finish but yeah it's i i, I think they got to do something different where i mean play flag football or something like you have a little bit more fun with it because you're not going to get all these all-star players together and start tackling each other you're just not going to do that so i don't they got to figure out something to do with it and I guess Madden's not the answer either, but I, I have no <laughs> idea. More people would watch. I'm, I'm sure more people would, if it's a Madden style tournament, I wouldn't hate that, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Let, let's get right into our one thing notable and I'll start with it. This is probably the biggest news of the NFL this week. Uh, Matthew Stafford getting traded. It was for what? Two first round picks, uh, third, third round pick, and then giving Jared Goff. Instant reactions. Who won the Who won the trade? Who lost the trade? I don't necessarily need to think that there's a winner and a loser. I th- I think what I've realized and I've come to realize this after uh, the Diggs trade is that there can be b- winners on both sides of a trade, and and that was a prime example. I think the Lions got what they wanted. They wanted some picks. Uh, they moved on from Stafford and they got Golf, which is I mean not great. Like let's be honest, Golf's probably bottom third quarterbacks in the league right now. I, I would say bottom third. You guys can argue with me if you want to, but I, that's what my opinion is. And you look at the Rams, they don't want to make first round picks and they got their quarterback that they enjoy. So uh, I think both teams win. And I'm nervous to see what the Lions do with all their draft capital because they could turn it into something really special. Uh, I'm totally going to piggyback. So my one thing notable, and I'm, I'm still going to answer, but I'm just going to plug. So what were you more surprised at who was willing to do the pull the trigger on that uh, Detroit or LA? So that was my question. So it's basically the same thing as Brady. I think that Detroit did really, really well. I think the quality of quarterback that Detroit has, especially for what they're trying to achieve right now is not that big of a difference, especially with the cap hit. Like they don't really care right now. They're not trying to win a division, but like Bradley was alluding to their 2020 two first round pick and their 23 first round pick that's some great asset those are some great uh assets where they can be able to do some damage and maybe uh, put some assets or some skill players around a potential quarterback they'll draft i think the one thing that <laughs> stood out to me was that they didn't want a 2021 pick from the reports are saying that people were like carolina offered pick eight and some other players People, they just didn't want 2021 picks. They're in like Dan Campbell area era for a while. They they're they're not taking they're not shortcutting the the rebuild. Um, and so I guess I wouldn't be surprised if they trade back this year in the draft too, just to get more draft capital. Um, but I I I think Jared Goff's a, a bottom half quarterback, but I also think it's somebody that you can give a test to and see. Hey, I'm not drafting a quarterback in the first round this year if I'm Detroit. Like I'm going to see what what I have in Jared Goff and see if I can build around him. Um, so I I think with Bradley, uh, I think both teams won in this trade because the Rams instantly become one of the top two or three teams in the NFC um, to come to make the Super Bowl. I would agree with that as well. I think the wild thing is just the fact that the Rams don't have a first round pick until 2024. I don't know if we will ever see uh, 
somebody lose draft capital capital in a quarterback like like Goff. What they gave up to get Goff, and then what they gave up to give Goff away so is awesome. just absolutely crazy. Um, but I, I mean, you guys all said it. I think they both win uh, in their own, you know, kind of area where they're in right now. Um, I think the Rams are, you know, top three, four in, in Super Bowl contenders <clears throat> for sure in the NFC. And then, you know, uh, the Lions are in an okay spot, you know, where they're at. Obviously, they're not competing next year, but they, they get back some capital. They get the third in, in this year's draft as well, um, you know, in a, in, a, in a class that has some loaded areas in de- at different positions. And like Brady said, like, like yes, Goff hasn't been amazing, but I think he's like tied for most wins in the last like five years for a quarterback or he's in the top couple. So it's not like, you know, maybe it maybe a new environment will, will be good for him. Who knows? Um, but you know, now he's biting off people's shins and kneecaps over in Detroit. So. <laughs> yeah, he's probably wearing the sea of of the of the knee biters. But one thing that I want to point out or ask you guys is how much should we be valuing first round draft picks? Because I I don't know the exact like hit rate on them, but when you look at like a wide receiver, like you can get very good wide receivers in the second round. Um, very good players come out of day two and day three. I think we overhyped the idea that if it's a first round pick, there's a lot of good talent after day one on the draft. We, I mean, if you look at the Rams last year, two of their key players in the playoff game against the Packers were second round draft picks, Van Jefferson and Cam Akers. So, I mean, I, I think you make a really interesting point about like, obviously pick one-on-one has a lot of value in it. You look at the guys that have hit on there and this year you're looking at Trevor Lawrence, like those guys are going to most likely hit. So, um, but when you start getting into that 10 to 20 to 30 range in the first round, I think those, I mean, if you're going to get a, a known commodity, it, it's definitely worth it. Yeah, there's definitely something to be said for the known commodity. The, I'll just push back on that a little bit of, you know, it being a salary cap league, one of the huge benefits of having a great rookie is the fact that they're so cheap and they're not. But you don't be, know if they're going to be great. You, right. You and, that, and no, and I'm not totally. That's definitely the dice that you roll. But if you end up being able to hit, being able to have him on his rookie contract is just such a huge asset for a team. Like we kind of see right now, Kyler Murray with the Cardinals, they're not necessarily making hay of what they should with that. Uh, but having a rookie quarterback, especially on that contract, just you can allocate that uh, salary to so many other positions. So I'm, I'm just going to give an example. So we obviously the Vikings traded at digs for a first round pick. What if the Eagles didn't shock the world and they picked Justin Jefferson like we all thought they were going to do? So then the Vikings take, I, don't, I mean, I don't know, Patrick Queen or, or another receiver or somebody else way different, like an offensive lineman. Then it's like, oh, my gosh, the Bills just won the trade. Like they absolutely torched the trade because you're getting an offensive lineman or, or something like that. Whereas we, we hit on the draft pick where it, at least it looks like we hit on the draft pick where he had 1,400 yards. So then it's like, oh, it's a win-win scenario. But the known commodity sometimes – is is better is a better option because you just don't know what the draft is going to do you never knew that justin jefferson i mean you look at the vikings front office when they they saw jefferson was still there they were freaking out because they didn't yep. think he was going to get there in time so that that's just the i think the argument that bradley was making and i kind of agree with too no i there's definitely to be uh, something to be said for that for sure and i to a point definitely agree with that too yeah i definitely see both sides i think the tough thing for the rams is like it's not just one or two years without a first round pick it's seven yeah no they haven't drafted a person since 2016 since golf yeah and i mean they have a 
a pretty good player on their, on their defensive line that was drafted in the first round. And I think his name is Aaron Donald. Um, my one thing notable is kind of related to this, but it's, you know, it's just the quarterback carousel in the NFL right now. Um, and Adam Schefter put out a tweet, I think it was about a week ago, that he kind of set the line of, of quarterbacks changing at 18. Um, what do you guys think? Where would you go with that? Over or under? 18 quarterbacks? I'm taking the under. And he took the 18, over. 18 is a lot. 18 is a lot. I mean, I you can go through and, and just name the ones that are going to stay. I mean, I don't know if we have all the time for it, but I'm going to say Baker, Kyler, uh, Lamar, Mahomes, Rogers. Help me out. <laughs> um, Herbert. Boy, that list is actually kind of – once you started – Russell Wilson. You're getting to the end of that list of stages. Have you said oh, Kyler? Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins. Yeah, I said Kyler. Kirk Cousins, that's an interesting one. No, it's not an interesting one. It is what it is. I said what I said. So Daniel they, Jones. Daniel Jones. Are we coming Kirk Carson Wentz? See, you you're just telling don't know. me if you're the GM of the here's here's the question mark and where this line comes into play. It's a holy is cow, even, that's a lot. Even like even Daniel Jones and the Giants. You're telling me if you're the GM of, of the Giants and, and you could call up the Houston Texans and say, I'll give you Daniel Jones, two first rounders for sure, and Barkley for Deshaun. I don't, and they so, said yes. Deshaun wouldn't sign off on that because he said he doesn't want to be on a Carmelo trade where they give up all their assets and they does yeah. nothing around him. Like he wants to go to a contender. Yeah. So they want draft picks. That's fair. But I'm just saying, I just think there's so many teams in play for like a trade like that. Um, that like, so, yeah. So just kind of going back off that list, Big Ben makes 10, Tannehill 11. Um, who else? We think Big Ben's solidified. Oh, I don't he, know. he already said he's coming back cheaper. He already said he's coming back cheaper. Gross. He's coming back cheaper. <laughs> he, he did uh, Josh say, Allen. he did say he wasn't worth the money he was making or something like that. So I, I mean, I just listed off 12. You. Would you put, <laughs> would you put 20? It's close. That's insane. Once it's you start close. to actually put the names down, that's insane. Yes, yeah, you got you got to think that the Bears are going to screw up and put Trubisky back out there. <laughs> Brother, you got your one thing notable. My my one thing notable had to do with the Stafford trade, and we kind of talked about it enough. So I I mean I feel like we can call it the three thing notable this week, just because <laughs> I mean not too often at this point in the season do we talk about a big trade like that. Can I just say one more thing that? My, it's not notable. Can we just squash the Kirk for Jimmy G trade right now? Can we please just squash it? That's not happening. Okay, so here's what I'll say. Here's what I'll say. If we don't get multiple first-round picks for Kirk Cousins or yeah. uh, us, anything, if we get a second and a fourth, I'm going to riot. <laughs> I, I'm going to be so upset. If you're telling me that Jimmy Garoppolo and Kirk Cousins are in the same tier, I'm going to tell you you're wrong. It's, I would it's take a, Jared it's a Goff load of Jimmy Garoppolo. It, but they're both in a yeah. – like, I would say two tiers below Kirk. Agreed. I, I agree. So here, here's my counterpoint to that. Would you really be that upset if they trade Kirk and get whatever package of picks, whatever it is, and they take whatever they get and they dive all in on Deshaun Watson? We wouldn't. We wouldn't do that though. Brady's Brady starts shocked. I'd be shocked. Oh, I just don't see not? a scenario. I just don't see a scenario how we can acquire Deshaun Watson. 
So here's the interesting part about the Deshaun Watson. I honestly think we need a new head coach if we got Deshaun Watson. I would honestly, I honestly think if we're gonna if we're gonna switch offenses and, and run this, or otherwise, it's got to be you're hiring Eric Bieniemy as your offensive coordinator with the intent of him being your head coach next year. Which he, Eric Bieniemy is not leaving Kansas City to be an offensive coordinator, but I'm, I'm just saying something like that where it, it just doesn't seem like it fits. But like obviously, you'll make room for Deshaun Watson. Where it, like you'll make room for Deshaun Watson. So I should not have. Brought that would him. honestly be the only <laughs> scenario I'd be okay with. I would not be okay with. I just I get frustrated when we say a second and a fourth and Jimmy Garoppolo because that's just not even a like that's just horrible. Like, uh. there was one thing that was really funny. I don't remember who quote tweeted it, but it was it was Kirk Cousins, Daniel Hunter, and Jeff Gladney for D Ford and Jimmy Garoppolo. And somebody's like, "Which 49er fans would say no?" And I'm like, "Are you kidding me? What? <laughs> that's an." awful trade (laughs) that's horrible rick spielman probably would hang up the phone at least i hope he would but let's get on with the show i should not have brought that up my apologies to our listeners so on today's show we're we're going to talk about some super bowl stuff we're going to preview the super bowl we're going to do some prop bets and and give our um, honest opinions on the prop bets Um, but first we're going to do a fantasy mock draft so we're kind of going to put a bow on uh, the fantasy season as a whole and we're going to do our three round mock draft for the 2020 like ADPs or rankings. So um, each of us have three teams that we're doing uh, mocks for, and we're doing uh, three rounds. Correct guys. Yep. For the 20, for the 2021 season. Correct. Correct. Did I say 2020? You did. My apologies. So the 2021 season, the ADPs for that. um, So let, I say, let's get right into it. And what do you know? I got the first overall pick. Um, We kind of, we kind of talked about this before. Um, Christian McCaffrey's got to be the guy here. Um, he averaged 27 points per game last season. So, um, and he's probably going to have a new quarterback this year. I think Carolina's in the running for a new quarterback, whether that means they trade up and, and get a top five pick or they go and get someone else. I don't think Teddy's going to be the guy there. So I'm going with Christian McCaffrey with the 101 pick. It is uh, quite a bold pick there, Brady. Um, I have... The Pick Devontae fortunate, Adams. I fortunate opportunity to draft number two, and I am going to make Bradley angry because he's after me, and I'm going to take Dalvin Cook. Uh, he was my number two running back when we picked our running backs, our position players last week, and um, I think he continues to get the load uh, in that offense. I am going to go with Saquon Barkley at three. I don't like Elvin Kamara's outlook next year. I would like to see who his quarterback is. Mm-hmm. Uh, before I commit to him, I, I could have went Derrick Henry here. I'm just going to go with a big boom pick and, and go Barkley with the first pick. So now I am at four and I'm sitting looking at Alvin Kamara. And I just think that his talent is just going to surpass any situation that he's dealing with. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and go Alvin Kamara with uh, my first pick and my first team. And so for me, I'm, I'm taking best player available. And, and for me, that's Derek Henry. Uh, what can you say that hasn't been said already about him? Uh, two, do you have 2000 yards this year? You end up with 2000. I believe it did. Close. Yes, yeah. he did. Yes. He ended up with 2000. So uh, you're going to assume that they're going to mm-hmm. still uh, feed the beast and they, they're going to have the same offensive scheme. So I'm going with Derek Henry. All right. And I am up again at six and I am going to take the first non running back and take Devonte Adams at six. That's a reach. 
<laughs> um, when, you get, when you got that target share, um, I think you can kind of trust it. Just based on position outlook at seven, uh, I'm going to take Travis Kelsey. Um, wow. You're going to see him go early this year. Um, just basic. He's, he's essentially a glorified wide receiver, just hit the outlook and what they do with him in Kansas City. So I'm going to go with Travis Kelsey at seven, although he is the second in his position. Where, oh, where do you think he kind of comes – he starts coming into play? Is seven the earliest? Because I, I would say seven is probably the earliest. I would look at him probably that eight to 12 range. I was going to say six to eight is when he's going to get – Yeah, I was, I was going to say um, it was him or, or De- Devontae for me. So then I – my second team – so we're at picks eight here. Um, I'm going to go with Jonathan Taylor. I think that he's going to have an upgrade – on his quarterback position, they're going to continue to work on that line, get better skill positions out there so they can't stack the box against him. Uh, crossing my fingers that they're not going to re-sign. Help me out here. Marlon Mack. Marlon Mack. So hopefully Jonathan Taylor doesn't have to deal with that. Um, and they have that situation all squared away. So I'm at pick nine here, and I'm I'm very happy with who I get. I'm, I'm taking Nick Chubb. I think he has a possibility of being the RB1 in fantasy next year. Uh, I mean, just looking at the points per game that he had this year, Kevin Stefanski staying there, so they're going to be run heavy. You could look and say, oh, Kareem Hunt's there, but they both work in that offense. So um, Nick Chubb is the guy for me at pick nine. So at pick 10, my first thought was was going Tyreek Hill here. Um, But I'm actually going to go Zeke. Uh, I think – it's tough because of what he did last year and you don't necessarily know if that's still going to be the option there in Dallas at this point. Um, but to me, where we're at right now in, in this offseason, obviously it could look a heck of a lot different when you're drafting next year, but the workload that he normally is guaranteed and what his ceiling can be for fantasy wise, I think you have to go uh, him there. Didn't he look so slow last year? Yeah, he, he looked He tough. did. But the, you know, the 11, go ahead, Brady, what are you going to say? I was just going to say with, with Dak coming back, and th- I think he'll be fine. You'll yeah, be happy with, with him at pick 10. With, with pick 11, I'm going to go with New Hopkins, somebody that's safe and, and, and consistent. I think he's going to have a big year next year. So I think going safe with New Hopkins at 11 will be able to let me be a little bit more bold with my, my second-round pick on the turnaround. So then this is kind of a strategy that I am – kind of playing with in this position so I'm gonna go so I'm on the turn here I'm on 12 and so I have two different selections I'm gonna go Tyreek Hill and Stefan Diggs I think being able to get your wide receiver one and two right off the gate right off the gate and be able to focus on running backs later in the draft I think is a, a viable um, not every single position is going to be able to make that work but I think we're going to do it here it's early in the season experimenting with seeing how it plays out with what running back will make it back to me. So we're going to go Tyreek Hill and Stefan Diggs. You're definitely loaded at receiver. I mean, that's no question about that. Um, so like I said, I could be a little bit more bold here because I feel pretty safe with my with my first round pick. And I'm going to go with somebody who I think has very big boom potential going into next year. Um, and that's DeAndre Swift. I think DeAndre Swift is going to have a fantastic year next year. He's going to get force-fed the ball with a Jared Goff-led offense and and bite your kneecaps off is going to want to make sure that you run <laughs> run the football a lot. And I think DeAndre Swift's going to see a production. One thing they said, too, about DeAndre Swift was he might play slot receiver a little bit, too, which would be 
crazy good be dynamite. PPR, half point PPR. So I like the pick. I do too. Right now, you know, it might feel like a little bit of a reach, like at that point. But I think like when we get to that part of the draft season in 20, like, I think he's going to have a lot of buzz in training camp. Um, and I think he could end up being very, very good. And he's kind of like your, your dual threat. You get a lot of PPR action there as well. Um, I'm also going to go a PPR guy and I'm going to go with Austin Eckler here at 10. It's tough. Um, I know Brady's got to be butt hurt uh, with him right after me, but yes, um, definitely Bradley, you would say a guru. Uh, yeah, he has actually got just mailed his certification to uh, be a, a guru. So he <laughs> should be getting that in the mail soon. <laughs> and so I'm in the second round. I'm going to double up on running backs, and I'm going to go with the Atlanta Falcons running back, Aaron Jones. <laughs> uh, he will not be picked there next year if he's a Green Bay Packer with my squad, but uh, I'm assuming he's going somewhere else. So I'm going with Aaron Jones. So then I am in at eight. So my first selection for this team was Jonathan Taylor. My second selection for this team, I'm going to double dip on running backs is going to be Josh Jacobs. I like his talent. He's going to get a little bit, wasn't as involved in the passing game as we'd like this past season. So maybe if the quarterback change, we'll be able to see that, that shift a little bit more. Seven or, or my second team pick Travis Kelsey uh, with their first round pick. And I'm going to go with DK Metcalf uh, in the second round. Somebody who is just ultra talented, going to see an uptake in production. And I think with him and Russ, I think it's just going to grow even stronger in DK's third year. And I expect him to have a fantastic year this year. So Bradley, is that uptake or uptick? All right. I'm Josh. confused. I'm confused. Kirk he said, Josh. He said uptook or take, and then it's uptick, so it's fine. All it's right, my attempt to ahead. give him a All team. right, good, good try, good try, <laughs> moving on. All right, I am back up with my first pick uh, for this squad. It was Devontae Second Adams. Pick. Okay. No, my first one was Devontae Adams. Okay. So I, I'd love to go Kelvin Ridley here, but because I kind of went wide receiver first, I'm going to drop down and go with Miles Sanders. Um, again, kind of yeah. had an up and down year. Um, but I think with a new head coach there and maybe a new system um, and maybe some. And who was, who was the head coach? Nick Sirianni. Where was the offensive coordinator last year? Indianapolis, Jonathan Taylor. Give me some Miles Sanders. We got Doug Peterson out of there. Feed him the rock. Let's go. <laughs> Make so sure they keep the offense boys. simple. We're back. We are back. Anyways. We got to have plans and systems in place. Yep. Be a so smart big- football team. I am big on the uh, the double running back rounds one and two. So uh, I picked Derrick Henry in the first round with this one. Um, this is my sleeper pick, and he I think he's going to start rising on boards. It's Cam Akers. Uh, with uh, Matthew Stafford there now, they're loaded offensively, um, and I think they're a run first team too. So Cam Akers in the second round, I'm wor- it's worth the reach for me. You know, because it's so early, I think I'm actually going to go with a relatively similar strategy. I'm going my first selection on this team was Alvin Kamara and that's, it has that safety. So I'm going to take a big swing here and go JK Dobbins in the second round here. Loving them second year running backs, huh? Clearly big leaps. Oh, I will take Kelvin Ridley then. Snuck all the way back to me. Uh, So now I'm paired up uh, Barkley with Ridley and I'm very happy about that. So this team I'm following up Bradley here. Um, I went Delvin cook at number two overall. Um, and again, a similar pattern here with all the guys, you know, really in the top four feel really safe about that. 
Um, and I'm going to go with Bradley's guy here. It's not making back to you, Bradley. I'm going to take George Kittle, um, tight end number two off the board. Uh, and again, just get that safety blanket at the tight end position so you don't have to scramble later on. Uh, get that every week starter. Set it and forget it. So I got the back-to-back, and, and I told you I like going double running backs, but I'm not going to do that this time. I There's two receivers that I really like right now, um, and the first one's Julio Jones. I He was in my top five for uh, receivers next year. Then the other one, you just got to go with the talent. I'm going Michael Thomas. And could you imagine this team right now? It's Christian McCaffrey, Julio Jones, and Michael Thomas. Imagine this team last year in the draft. Like, there's no way. You have to have, like, picks one three and seven or something like that to get these guys. So uh, yeah. I like the squad if it was last year. Right. <laughs> and that's pretty crazy actually to think about. Um, so I went, you know, Kittle with my last pick and I'm going to round out and get uh, my running back one, my tight end one and wide receiver one. And I'm going to grab AJ Brown. Ooh, um, that hurts. He, that continu- hurts. he continues to produce. Um, you know, he had that tweet. I think he had that tweet a couple of days ago that said, if I got, you know, 10 or 12 targets or something like that, a game, I'd be whatever, you know, top, top receiver in the league. Um, Which didn't and make then, any he, sense and then he looked at Jefferson stats and he had less targets per game than AJ Brown did. And then it's like, what, <laughs> yeah. what are you talking about? But anyways, talented player. Um, I think he continues to take a, a, another leap in uh, year three, correct? Correct. Yes. Uh, I'm going to go with Ellen Robinson. Uh, round Wide up receiver my... for where, where's he going to be playing? Um, I believe he's going to be the wide receiver for the Indianapolis Colts. Um, that would be phenomenal. Yeah. But either way, I mean, he's proven that he is ultra talented. doesn't matter who's throwing the football to him. He's going to produce. So, uh, I'll take that. And Allen Robinson's welcome to the squad. So for my next pick, we have, um, my first two selections, Kamara and Dobbins. Uh, we're going to take another, you know, relatively, decent swing here and go Clyde Edwards Hilaire uh, another system another season in the system think there's going to be less competition next year Gosh, uh, you drafting running. a dynasty team right now or what are you doing Good. <laughs> oh, it's man. early you got to experiment with what uh different uh it is February 1st of 2021 are you afraid of Damian Williams coming back yes yeah <laughs> pick was great good pick good pick good pick Anyway, so it wouldn't uh, be a mock on this show if I just don't get made fun of for every pick that I make. That's facts. Go Todd Gurley. Next pick for Josh. Go oh, ahead. Oh boy. Um, but anyway, so I had Derrick Henry and K Makers in the first two rounds for this team. Um, so I need wide receiver help. I think the best receiver on the board is Keenan Allen. So I'm going with Keenan Allen. Another year with Justin Herbert. I like it. I like, I like that it. Too. Um, I am back up on the clock. It went Devontae Adams, Miles Sanders for me, and I'm going to fill it in with a running back, uh, a guy available right now that I'm actually going to jump over as Joe Mixon. I'm not going to grab him. I'm going to go down the board a little bit and grab Antonio Gibson. Um, I know a bad pick. four I like of it. us are, are really high on him. Um, had a great Not over Joe Mixon. I, Me and Joe Mixon don't get along, but I'm taking <laughs> Joe Mixon over him. I was shocked you hadn't taken him already. Yeah, God, he, he's still on my crap list right now. Okay. <laughs> Hopefully, Joe, if you're listening, we'd love to have you on. Yeah. <laughs> so for this team, I want Kelsey, DK Metcalf. Um, I'm going to go with Justin Jefferson. My running back position is going to hurt a little bit, Dang but it. when you excel uh, at other positions, <laughs> that's literally needs to have Justin Jefferson. <laughs> Dang it. The Snag- only guy in the world that likes him. <laughs> Don't worry, Snagged Herbert's it. still available. Yep. <laughs> Justin Jefferson, welcome to the squad. 
Oh, good. Now I'm tilting. That was a good pick. I am going to... See, I already have my sights on a wide receiver. I went double receiver. My This team, I have Taylor and Jacobs, my first two picks. And now I'm going to go Chris Godwin, uh, wide receiver for the Bucks. Another year with uh, Tom Brady. I think he's going to get even more targets next year. And he's going to be healthy. Like, that's that's one thing that you should keep in <clears throat> mind is he's going to be healthy. Yep. And I'm really happy that uh, Josh went Chris Godwin because I look at the board and I still see Robert Woods is there. That's a guy that's still too low on, I think, uh, a lot of experts' rankings. Perpetually. Uh, yep. Especially with Matthew Stafford there. These are the best receivers that Stafford's played. Uh, best duo of receivers that Stafford's <laughs> played with. Like, Rem- yeah. Remembers that he played with Megatron. Oh, yeah. no. <laughs> I take back what I said. He is the best duo of receivers so, and the best offensive mind. So I'm going Robert Woods. Oh, that's funny. So I am also tilting um, because I was going to pick Robert Woods and Brady put his in there before Josh could even get his in there. Uh, so I knew very quickly that I needed to find another pick. Uh, the two guys that I'm looking at in this spot, um, I've gone running back, running back so far. Uh, so I've got my eye on the wide receiver position. Um, and no, it's not two guys. It's Terry McLaurin. Um, I think the talent talent is there obviously. Um, and they've proven that they're very, uh, set on trying to get a, a good quarterback for that position. They tried in the Stafford sweepstakes. So we'll see what they do there, but um, I like Terry McLaurin's outlook for next year. Another um, leap for him in his third year. I love Terry McLaurin. I'm going to round out my squads by taking the first quarterback off the board. I'm going to go with Patrick Mahomes. Bold. Wow. That's not bold. It's not bold at all. I, I was kidding. All right. So my last pick, the the last pick in the draft, we, my first two selections were Terry uh, Tyreek Hill and Stefan Diggs. And now I am going to do David Montgomery. Uh, So my RB one for the squad, I think that's a decent selection for you going so wide receiver heavy early. So David Montgomery. David Montgomery is your RB one. Loves the opportunity. Yeah, I guess so. Do you have, are you, it is February 1st, 2021. Are you scared of Tariq Cohen coming back? No, not at all. I don't the think heck so either. No, no. How about them drafting or bringing that is in? a little bit more scary. Uh, let's quick go through our teams. So my first team had Christian McCaffrey, Julio Jones, and Michael Thomas. Second team had Derrick Henry, Cam Akers, and Keenan Allen. And third team had Nick Chubb, Aaron Jones for the Atlanta Falcons and uh, Robert Woods. <laughs> all right. So then, actually, Becker, you go because you went second. That would make sense. I was about to jump in, but you stole my finger. My first team at pick two was Dalvin Cook, George Kittle, and A.J. Brown. Uh, My second team at pick six was Adams, uh, Miles Sanders, and Antonio Gibson. And then my third team at pick 10 was Zeke, Austin Eckler, and Scary Terry. My first team was Saquon Barkley, Kelvin Ridley, and Allen Robinson for the Indianapolis Colts. (laughs) <laughs> uh, my second team was Travis Kelsey, DK Metcalf, and Jay Jetta, Justin Jefferson. And my third and final team was New Hopkins, DeAndre Swift, and Patty Mahomes. Josh, so, go. Oh, thank you. At pick four, <laughs> my first team, I had Kamara, Dobbins, and Clyde Edwards Hilaire. My Who's second catching team, the football for you? <laughs> he did do three you know, running backs. <laughs> just got to get load up early, focus on different positions later. 
My second team at pick eight was Jonathan Taylor, Josh Jacobs, and Chris Godwin. And then my last team was Tyreek Hill, Stephon Diggs, and David Montgomery at pick 12. Solid. Good stuff, fellas. Well, let's take a break. When we come back, we're going to start talking about some Super Bowl, and then we're going to do our one thing notable. Hi, guys. This is Jeremy Becker from the 4th and a Mile podcast. Just wanted to thank you guys for tuning in and remind you to follow us on Twitter at 4th and a Mile Pod. That's 4th and a Mile Pod. Thanks, guys. And now back to the sports. Welcome back into the 4th and a Mile podcast. Let's get right into some Super Bowl preview. Um, we're going to look right at the matchup uh, between the Kansas City Chiefs and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Where do we want to start in this matchup? Um, somebody take it away, and then who are you picking? I think the most interesting development is going to be how the Tampa Bay defense, who's been solid all year, is going to be able to slow down this Pat Mahomes-led offense with all the weapons they have and all the speed they have on the outside. I would be super surprised if Tampa Bay can do it because no one has been able to all year, but at least consistently. So I would be really, really surprised if Tampa Bay can keep them to anything remotely soluble, like 25 points. Here's what I'm going to go ahead, Bradley. Sorry. Here's what I'm looking forward to. Um, Andy Reid's going to have to be on his A game because he is not dealing with a a healthy offensive line and they're, they're facing a a very beast of a pass rush coming in. So they're going to have to scheme very well and keep them on the edge of their toes. And also uh, Tampa Bay has very athletic and quick linebackers. So I know Kansas city plays fast, but so does the Tampa Bay defense. Yeah, Bradley brings up a good point, um, and that's why I think it's really going to come down to the Chiefs' offensive line as well as their defensive front. Uh, because if they can't get pressure on Tom Brady, I, I think it's going to end up being a lot closer. I think a lot of people right now kind of feel like it's going to be a Chiefs runaway because it's just it's hard to bet against the Chiefs right now and Patrick Mahomes. But the money is coming in on the Bucks. The spread used to be three and a half. It's down to three now. I think some of the the COVID stuff plays in that a little bit with their offensive line being more banged up, but I I just think, you know, if you can get pressure on Tom Tom Brady and really, I mean, that's, that's part of the reason they beat the Packers because there was just a difference in between, between quarterback pressures uh, on Aaron Rodgers and on Tom Brady. And when Tom Brady has a clean pocket, he has proven time and time and time and time and time again um, that he can, you know, find his spots. I think the, ma- the the matchup to watch, and it, I think it's going to define the Super Bowl, is how can these backup offensive linemen hold up against the the beast of a front for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? I know Bradley said it, but I want to reiterate it because um, and, and I think another headline is how is Patrick Mahomes' foot? Because he's going to have to use him. Like and the, he's not going to be able to sit in the pocket and throw it fifty yards down the field. He's going to have to get outside the pocket and make extra plays. So. Um, I'm still taking Kansas city, but it's going to be really, really close. And I hate betting against Tom Brady too. I think the thing that is my big X factor that I think really puts the chiefs over the top in my opinion is Travis Kelsey. I know we talked about him a ton on this show all the time because the dude is basically unguardable. Um, But I mean, if he has a huge day, they win. And obviously a lot of that has to do with Patrick Mahomes, but uh, he makes it look so effortless. His big days, but absolutely. Absolutely. Well, you just look and say, like, oh, I got 10 catches for 115 yards already. I'm like, what the heck? Light work. Yeah, yeah seriously. So what do you guys got for picks? I, I, I think, Josh, you say Kansas City? I'm going Kansas City. Bradley? Oh, I just I, – I hate making a pick this early. A lot can happen. I, I'll go with <laughs> – with, 
with I'll go with the Chiefs. I wanted to say that Tom Brady's Super Bowl experience would pay off for him, but at the end of the day, like the Chiefs were there last year. So they, they know what to expect it in, in a Super Bowl game. So I'll go with the Chiefs. Jeremy. I'm not, not going to lie to you. It really feels like like a, like the making of Brady winning this one. Like it's seriously, like it just feels like it's all lining up for that to happen. I mean, halfway through the year, we were talking about after the Vikings game, we were making fun of Arians because he said, well, my team can do whatever they want. And we just, we were all kind of laughing like, dude, you're not that good. And here they are. (laughs) And I mean, in their home stadium, like I just, it feels, I'm going to go with the Buccaneers. I like it. And our picks are subject to change if there's COVID related yes. scenarios. I know uh, the center for Kansas city went on the list for close contact. And so did Demarcus Robinson. So that could, that can really change a lot too. So, Absolutely. Um, but we're recording this on Monday. So you have to make a pick. It would be but, a major heartbreaker. If like one imagine. of the huge guys, like it came out that one of the, like Kelsey or Hill or Mahomes, Devin or white, like just My, awful. Did you guys see on Twitter Stephen A. Smith's thing about stay away from everybody? <laughs> he said something about, I know it's tempting to be with your girls right now, but stay away. I know it is. Giselle wants some, but you got to stay away. And oh I'm just like, oh, my gosh, my Stephen God. A., just chill. Oh, but let's move on to some more fun things to talk about for the Super Bowl. Let's talk about some prop bets. Um, so here are four little easy ones. You tell me one or the other. So the opening coin toss, heads or tails? We're going heads. Heads. Tails always fails. Tails never fails. Tails always fails. It's going to be heads. Um, what will be the first word said between these two, COVID or pandemic? COVID. Pandemic. 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 Tough. <laughs> Over, under, the amount of times they show Giselle. And that's set at 1.5. Over. Oh, hammering that over. Here's the deal. She is going to be there, right? I have no idea. I didn't know. Because apparently Tom Brady – well, I read today that Tom Brady's been at home by himself for 12 straight days, and this is the most time he's ever watched film ever before a game because, like, his family's not with him. They're out of town, blah, blah, blah. So what if she doesn't come? Then it's definitely under. (laughs) (laughs) She's coming. That's fair. Okay, and then last one before you guys tell me your favorite. First player to make a catch. Travis Kelsey. Basic. Um, I'm going to okay. go with Leonard Fournette. Ooh. Not basic. I'm going uh, Cameron Brait. Terrible. Thank you. Dude said yeah. Leonard Fournette and calls his terrible. Would you say what? Jeremy? <laughs> Jeremy, uh, I'll say Kelsey too. Okay. Anybody got any more prop bets that are fun yes. to them? Okay, let's hear them. All right. So Casey punting the amount of times three and a half over under. Over. I'll go over. I'll go over. Tom Brady interceptions one or a half. So over. Does... Absolutely over. So if I he throws make... one interception. Yes. Yeah, I'll take the over. Over on or uh, Becker, what do you think? What was it again? Uh, half of an interception over under Tom Brady. Tom Brady, over. sorry, I put money on that one, right? I think that there's a you really said good the line's at a half. 
That's what I saw. Yeah. Give me the over. Over under six and a half total touchdowns. I'll take the over. I'll go under. I feel like I'll go over. I'll go over. The Super Bowls have been solo scoring lately. Is Um, that just me? Was that what was that Super Bowl that was just horror? It was a Manning, I think. Peyton Manning was that the Broncos Seahawks or something that was just oh that game was pitiful the absolute snooze fest of all snooze fest oh, oh, that's the the Patriots Rams game wasn't great e- either by any means no that was not that great either I mean Edelman won the MVP because he had like 110 yards receiving yeah that's right this one's really interesting so with uh, recent Super Bowls that we've had total amount of players with a pass attempt two and a half I'll take the over. Yeah, it's got to be the over. That's only one extra person. What if somebody yeah. gets hurt? Give me the over. It's actually good. Or like, like you know, like the Philly special or things like that. Like Gronk's gonna throw a pass. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and then this is my last one. So total punts in the game, like total. So this is both teams, six and a half, over under. Over. Over. We said over for the three and a half for one. Yeah, that, I feel like that's. Yeah, like over. Tampa's gonna punt more in Kansas City. <laughs> Josh, that's all you had. That's all I got. Yep. All right, I've got a couple, uh, and they're like they're picks. They're not necessarily like over unders. They're they're individual prop bets. So you guys just let me know if you like them. Position of first TD scorer, I had uh, tight end, and that's pl- that's for plus three hundred. I like that one. I don't hate it. I don't like that one. <laughs> So these first three are very uh, tight end themed. Anytime TD score, I, had, I uh, said Rob Gronkowski at, at plus 225. Nope. No. Actually, no. yeah, I like that one. I like Gronk. That's, he's going to go to his old reliable in the Super Bowl. I'd actually go with that one, yeah. I feel it, yeah. That, that to me felt fairly safe. And then MVP winner. Obviously, there's a high likelihood that it'll probably be Brady or um Mahomes but Kelsey's at plus a thousand and again I know I I'm very tight end themed here but uh I mean he could have you know he could have one of those 150 and two touchdown games but the the downside is is you know you Mahomes look at is throwing him the ball exactly and you look at James White a couple years ago like dude well, had even, it yeah Damian Williams game. last year should have probably yeah. been the Super Bowl MVP I wouldn't exactly. give it to Mahomes I wouldn't pick 100%. anyone but Mahomes to be honest, for MVP, not even not Tom, Tom Brady, Brady if they win it. <laughs> I just I don't think they'll win it. So that's that's my thought. Uh, my two other ones were Tyree Kill, or I guess you could you guys can say over under here. Tyree Kill over ninety three and a half receiving yards. I'd, 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 go, I'd go under. Under. I had the over. over. <laughs> Ooh, that's, uh, that's a good line. I actually really like this one. This one I would consider. Um, you know, throwing something down on. Will both teams lead in the first half? Yes. The yes, saying yes is at plus 105. Really? Yeah. What's saying no? Uh, I'd have to go back and look. I only That's okay. Down the you, don't have, you don't have to go back and look. Um, I'd probably say uh, Tampa Bay's got to score first if they're going to come. <laughs> <laughs> Which, hey, they get the kickoff, go down, suck up kicks yeah. a field goal, and then. <laughs> yeah, I was just Brother, you got any prop bets for us? No, I'm not a big gambler, so I just like to, <laughs> I'm to fake talk with fake talk with my money. So Oh, that's that's all we're doing here. <laughs> yeah. Hey, we're just trying to help out those that may be listening and 
I do like the, the coin flip. I would put like two thousand dollars on it being tails. <laughs> Bradley just feel that confident. Bradley <laughs> just <laughs> likes putting two thousand dollars on red. Yep. <laughs> no, if it's gonna be a good night or a bad night. <laughs> All right, let's finish up the episode. We're doing our ones gotta go. I did say this wrong before. I apologize. I said one thing notable. We already did that before the break. We're doing one's gotta go this time. Um, and it's between the uh, offensive defensive coordinators in the Super Bowl matchup. So I got, I'm interested in which one's gotta go for you guys. So if you don't know who they are, it's Eric Bieniemy, offensive coordinator for the Chiefs. Byron Leftwich, offensive coordinator for the Buccaneers. Todd Bowles, the defensive coordinator for the Buccaneers. And Steve Spagnola, the defensive coordinator for the Kansas City Chiefs. Jeremy or Josh, which one ever, whatever one wants to go first, which one's got to go? I'm going Byron Leftwich. I think that Tom Brady has been able to prove that he is the more important piece than the coaching staff has been. He saw that with um, in New England, he had success. And then he's like, well, I can do it without you. I'm going to go to Tampa Bay and prove it. He is doing so. So I'm going Byron Leftwich. So are you telling me that Byron Leftwich threw 30 picks last year? Because I thought that was Jameis Winston, not <laughs> the offensive coordinator. Yeah, it's fair. I don't know. I'm going I'm going with Leftwich. I won't completely disagree with you though, because Byron Leftwich and Spagnol are were my two that I'd be leaving out. Um I think I'm gonna go with Spagnol. Um I Bowles and Bienemy to me were complete locks. Um, you yes. know, so you Unless you're talking to the GMs, then Bienemy's got to go. Yes, seriously, cheapers. <laughs> uh, I think Byron Leftwich deserves a lot of credit. What he's done, he's kind of formed a system towards what Tom Brady does well. Yes, I'm sure Tom Brady has his input and a lot of input in it. But at the end of the day, as a coach, you have to swallow your pride and say, "Hey, he's on our team. I I'm going to conform the system to fit him." Um, I'd get rid of Spagnola. He's done. He's done a great job. Like let's let's be honest. Like they're all four here for a reason. Um, they're all good coaches. But I just, if I'm looking at sides of the ball, I think the Chiefs' defense is the weakest of all all four sides. So I I put that on the coordinator. Uh, yeah, I'm going Spags as well. I, I just, for me, left which is so young. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You can call Steve Spagnola Spags, but when I call Trevor Lawrence T Law, I get all it's rattled. Spags. You know it's Spags. <laughs> oh, it's Spags. All yeah, right. Well, hopefully Spags. Spags gets a good game plan. You know? That's yeah, a really I good point. Just, I for me, Byron Leftwich is just he's so young and he's he's still learning in the offensive coordinator role that I I think he's gotta stay and, and Spagnola, I think, has kind of benefited a little bit for having that offense on the other end of the field. Um, and then he also has a, basically a bona fide quarterback out there in, in Tyron Matthew. So um, uh, I, I'm going Spags. He's got to go. I, I think too, you know, we always talk about like, you know, a quarterback learning from another quarterback or like, you know, but I think Byron Leftwich having this year with Tom Brady and Bruce Arians um, alone, I, I think is going to pay massive dividends for him down the line. Yeah. I mean, he's done a great totally. job. Hopefully. Hopefully. I mean, you would have thought the same thing about Adam Gase and it didn't work out, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, that dude's got crazy eyes. So we should all saw that coming. I will never forget that press conference. Oh my word. <laughs> well, that wraps up this episode of fourth and a mile. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Go deep and we'll see you next time. <laughs>